Hello and welcome to The Witch Source. I'm Whitney. And I'm Courtney. And we are The Witch Source. You normally and... have a whole... <laughs> you pause, you, you normally have a whole thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, where's the rest of the intro? Uh, I don't know. I guess I forgot. My brain is, is mushy at the moment. So we are <laughs> recording the podcast live um, today and um, we are talking about water magic. So we're yes. slowly working our way through the elements. We've already discussed uh, the element of fire and fire magic. And so now we're moving on to the element of water. So thank you to everybody joining us for the live recording of the podcast. So hello, Jeanette. Hey, Angelie, Chantel. Uh, we are, <laughs> was waiting for you, good. Uh, we are good, we're good. Oh, and hello from Ireland. I know, awesome. Ireland, I saw that. That's awesome, Love Jeanette, Ireland. thanks for being here. Hi, Nicola, wonderful. Oh. You guys, sorry. Let me get in the group so I can see the group comments. My bad. Somebody just said, yay, We I made it to a live. But I got to figure out. Ooh. Yeah, we got to figure out who it was because in, in the comments, it doesn't. Okay, come uh, on. It, sorry, guys. Trying to group up. I'm struggling. <laughs> Did you get it? Yeah, it's not saying who, uh... no, it's not. Oh, Nicholas oh. from Scotland. Trying to pull up. This is crazy cakes. Oh, okay. So, Nicola, yeah, my daughter myself. was wanting to go to college in Edinburgh. So sorry, sorry. that's Let me get the group. Is it Amber? I think it's Amber Dawn who is joining us uh, live in the in the group. Well, hi Amber. It's, it's hard to tell, honestly, with the with the chat the way that oh. says. Okay. Yep, she said yes, it's okay, yeah. okay, good. Yes. Hi, Amber. Thanks for joining. Glad you made it. Okay. I gotta put this somewhere. Sorry, you guys. Where I can see. Chantel. She's from the UK. So did you go to Stonehenge for um uh oh, summer solstice? Yes, let us know. Oh, oh Nicola is from Scotland. Awesome. She tell UK. Angeli in India, awesome. Yeah. Oh, Edinburgh. Wonderful. Cool. Well, we would love to know if anybody made it out to Stonehenge for summer solstice sunrise yesterday. Yeah, I posted some pics from there uh, yesterday. So Awesome. I'd seen, awesome. I'd seen somebody's had posted some. Um, so I want to go. I'm going to make it there. Yes, it's on the list. One day. And we have a list of people too, you guys. When we're when we go over there, we'll have to have like a meetup of with all of our um our uh, people in the group and those that come and hang out in the lives. 
we'll have to plan a, a meeting place. Mm-hmm. We can meet up with you guys over in the UK, Scotland, and Ireland. All right. So getting into the um, water. Water so, Yes. So I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a Pisces. And water, uh, it, it falls under uh, uh, under Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. So we're kind of ruled by the water. And uh, so I was excited to do this one. Yeah. And on that note, actually, since we're jumping into that, I have a little side note on that. Side note. <laughs> so uh, if we're looking at the astrology piece, um, Cancer would be um, considered water at its source. Scorpio is fixed or deep waters. Oh. And then Pisces is water changing directions. Water changing directions. It's like Which makes sense because it's like you can flow in either direction. Right. Well, they also say, you know, P Pisces is the, the oldest sign. So kind of it can incorporate in, in very mutable, um, changeable. Right. Right. Well, I think that's where it's going with that as well with the, you know, being able to change directions and, um, well, I'm trying to think of like flow. a situation where water changes direction like that. And like the only thing that's coming to mind is like a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's horrible. Funny. Well, and that's like, okay, if you think about Pisces, that's the fish. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And you have fish that, you know, will swim with the stream. And then you have those that swim against the stream as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like a salmon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty, righty, righty. But the one thing that they all have in common are emotions. So they are, they are the emotional signs of the zodiac um cancer is nurturing scorpio is typically very intense mm -hmm. and pisces speaks of transformation and the visionary experience so like looking at the big picture rather than losing yourself in the minute details which one was that pisces oh me okay yeah, yeah. i can see that because a lot of times I, I i do try and look at the bigger picture you know and, you know, seeing all sides of a, of a situation and, you know, just wanting to make an informed decision. And, and what she said about cancer, that that's so true because my husband is cancer and um, he can be very intense, intimidating. Right. Yeah. Oh, hey, Rajna. She said, she came to say hello, share her love and support. Thank you. We appreciate it. Oh, Chantel said, um, but used to go Pendle Hill every Halloween. The hill lights up with lanterns. Magic place. Ooh, that'd be Ooh, fun. That's <laughs> awesome. And again, she's over in the UK. Thanks for joining. And a Libra. A Libra sign. Which is air. Yeah. Oh, so we got a lot of air signs too. Yeah. We, you guys, you'll have to come back when we do the, um, the air magic, uh, next month. 
and join in on that conversation as well. So I guess we've decided that we're doing the air magic next month, <laughs> next month. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. We'll get you guys in there. <laughs> um, but okay. So, and then here's something that you guys can do as well, because each month the men, the moon spends two and a half days in each sign of the Zodiac. So when the moon is in cancer, you can work on um, emotional family issues or projects mm -hmm. that need nurturing. When the moon is in Scorpio, um, it gives you an extra punch of emotional intensity. And then um, you can use when the moon is in Pisces for meditation, dream work, telepathy, and especially for divination. So Pisces is also that very um, psychic sign of the zodiac as well yes so let me tell you so in our house i'm the pisces my husband is a cancer my son is a scorpio so and my oldest son who had you know who moved out a couple years ago um he is also a pisces so we we are a house full of water and my younger daughter is an Aquarius, which is the water bearer. And let me right. tell you, she is a mama and she takes care of us at times. <laughs> I think it was so funny because, yes, yeah, she's the air sign, but the sign itself is the water bearer. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's oh. funny because, so like my daughter, for example, I'm a, a Sagittarius, so I'm a fire sign. Um, her dad is a Virgo, so he's an earth sign. And our daughter is an air sign also Aquarius, the water bearer. So she just can ignite my fire and drive me insane sometimes and just makes that fire within me go crazy. But then just like that, being the water bearer, she can just pour that water right on me and put me right out. Like, ugh. you know, <laughs> those sweet little kisses. And it's like, oh, I can't even be mad anymore. Even though I want to be. Hey, Aaron, thanks for joining. Oh yeah, so. I, I, I've had you know two toddlers at a time each go because I had like one set of kids and then another set of kids by the time the older ones got into school, and those toddlers they love to try your patience, and She's right when you get to the point where you want to just wring their little necks, they come up and they give you a hug or a kiss or say they love you, and they're all right. I let you be another day. Right. So let you live. I shall let you live. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's definitely kids. But um, so do you have the, um, oh, I can't even think of what, correlations, correspondences. Oh, the correspondences. That. Yes, of course I, I do. All that fun stuff. So. Let's dive into um, the correspondences for water. We'll run through that real quick, and then we'll get back to some more water magic discussion. And I have so, some in case you miss it, too. Okay, cool, cool. You can add it in as we go. Um, okay, so the symbol for water is the triangle um, upside down. So the triangle we facing point down. And since like we are live, I can draw it real quick like so that is the symbol for water 
Um, of course, we talked about the zodiac signs. Um, and the planets associated with water are Mercury, the moon, of course, Neptune, Pluto, and Saturn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, Kirk, we did have a good solstice. Thank you. And our event this past weekend went wonderful as well. Oh, it did. Um, like, oh, are you doing all the water signs, Aaron said? Actually, we're doing, so this whole episode, um, this live recording of the podcast, this episode um, is about water magic. So we're just talking about all things water in general, um, yeah. the elements and different ways to think about it, incorporate the element into your magic. Um, we did fire magic um, last, last month. Mm-hmm. So if you guys missed it, um, you can definitely check it out um, on the podcast, on the uh, YouTube, um, or on the uh, the website. So this is all things watery. <laughs> um, I have the season here as autumn. So that's interesting. Yeah, the because time of the harvest. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also think summertime can definitely be I know it's like more of the the fire the sun all that yeah. but we spend a lot more time in the water in the summer as well that's true if you go to the beach I don't go to the beach I go to the mountains because I don't like the heat <laughs> but you can go you see people go like to the pool or to a lake mm-hmm. or to a river and you know just get out and play in that water um to you know get relaxed and refreshed cool off um Mm -hmm. all those good things that the water can bring um the direction for water is west so if um you are one of those that's casting a circle or calling the quarters you would definitely go um, towards the west when you are calling in the water element oh me too rajna sorry go ahead i was going to say which is the direction of the setting sun Yes, very true, very true. Um, oh, speaking of, yes, Raja said I like the pool, and I love the pool. Oh, yeah, Chantel said water therapy helped me walk again. That's awesome. Yeah, I think there's something definitely healing about water, for sure. Um, I have really enjoyed getting to go to the pool um, some this summer, and I'm trying to get my sister to go with me. Hint, hint. Where are we going? To the pool? Well, Monty's trying to get me to go to the pool, too. So we just need to take a day and all go to the pool. Yes, that would be... We should do that. We should totally do that. Uh, Rajan said, no beach for me. I don't like the sand getting stuck to me. That's what I'm saying. But you know what? If you take some baby powder with you and spray it, you know, where the sand is, that's supposed to help get it off. But still, at the same time, I hate sand. Yeah, that's true. You can take baby powder and just wipe it on wherever the sand gets stuck and it comes right off. I love the beach, though. I love to listen to the waves. I love to, um, I love just to to feel the water crashing over because I feel like it's very healing and it can wash away, um, you know, any negativity um, that you're holding on to, like it can wash away all the negative. And then, you know, bring in the new. 
And I also love to stare at the waves. And if you look, it's almost like, and I'm sure this is nothing new. Some of you probably heard this before, but if you watch the waves coming in, it's like you can see horses running in the water, like charging through, coming in with the water, with the waves. Um, and it's just a great place to meditate. And just so, did, so did you like it when I took you out on that pier? Yes. Yeah. No, well, we no. went to the beach last year and we went to the pier. Yeah, I did. And we had, we actually had fun on the beach. It was the first time in what forever since we were kids that you and I had been on a beach together this last oh, yeah. year. And, and we, we, found, we found so many hagstones. So we had gone to Topsail Beach uh, and that's here in North Carolina. And um, it, it, it was just, you, you have to go over the bridge to get there because what it's, it's an island, whatever. Um, but they had a pier that went, you know, pretty good distance out into the water. And so you just felt like you were completely engulfed and surrounded, which was really neat. Yeah. Yeah. But the hagstones were cool. Yeah. Yeah. We started asking to receive hagstones and they started showing up and it was really awesome. Um, and hagstones, you guys, um, that you can find at the beach are great for protection. Um, but we should really just talk more, uh, we could probably do like a whole little blip it on hagstones themselves and all the legends and lore behind them and, um, what you can do with them. So maybe we will, um, maybe we'll do that. I think that's so. my daughter-in-law, Sierra. We need to come to their house before they move back. Oh yes, actually we do. Why don't we, why don't we go ahead and plan that? Can we just go ahead and plan that like legit? Oops. Let's go. I don't know if you cut out or if I cut out. Oh, I don't know. But we need to go. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes, I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. Um, but yeah, we need to just make it a plan and go out to the beach and see, yes, your children before they hey, move is away. There, uh, is there still room in the house? Do I have a bedroom? Whitney and I can share a bed. Yes, we can. <laughs> we will come well, to the beach for sure. We'll figure it out. That and Heath was saying, because he was saying when we were going to go out there so he could see his grandbaby. And I told him we couldn't go this last weekend. And he, he was saying, well, that doesn't mean that I can't go see my grandbaby. So. <laughs> right? Right? He's wanting, he's wanting to go out there. Yeah, I want to go. There are also some really cool metaphysical shops um, that we found out at the beach. So don't forget, you guys, anytime you're traveling or, you know, planning a trip somewhere, do like we do and map out all the metaphysical shops, not only at your destination, but on the way there and back. I mean, even though we own a shop, we still love going and supporting other businesses and, you know, seeing what they have, what's new and, you know, just spreading the love a little bit because there's more than enough to go around. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. We are all about supporting our fellow witches. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So celebrations um, associated with water are Maybon and Neptunalia. Mm hmm 
Um, the energy is yin. The uh, chakra is the sacral. All right. Well, I've also got that the energy is receptive. Receptive energy. Yes, very true. I would agree with that as well. Um, numbers are two and seven. And if you're into the tarot, that would be any of the cups. Um, mm -hmm. Those are your water signs and typically associated with emotions. Um, but also the hanged man and, of course, the moon. The moon. All right. So colors. You have aqua, black, blue, gray, green, um, indigo. And for the green, it would be like that blue, blue, green, sea green. Um, indigo, but also lilac, purple, silver, turquoise, violet, and white can all be associated. Those all tend to have a bluish t hue to them. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. See that. All right, you guys, I'm going to run through very briefly some of the trees, herbs, um, and plants uh, to get those out there. So trees, we've got just to name a few, um, apple, ash, beech, birch, cedar, cherry, chestnut, cypress, elder, elm, hazel, magnolia, mimosa, which I have a mimosa tree in my backyard. It drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. Very huge, very large tree. Um, the olive tree, poplar, uh, spruce, sycamore, of course, the willow, uh, which, and which hazel. And then we also have for your herb and your garden association with water. Uh, I'm just going to touch on a few. Blackberry, catnip, chamomile, daffodil, daisy, foxglove, geranium, uh, hibiscus, iris, ivy, jasmine, uh, lilac, lily, morning glory, uh, poppy, raspberry, rose, Solomon's seal, strawberry, thyme, Valerian, yarrow, pumpkin, aloe, balladonna, um, colt's foot, henbane, uh, ladies' slippers, meadowsweet, moonwort, myrrh, orris root, sandalwood, uh, skullcap, star anise, thorn apple, vanilla, and water lily. That's a lot. It is a lot. There's a lot of associations with water, you guys. So, you know, if you're wanting to look at having that, having the water element represented on um, your altar and you want to do something other than water, which would be the traditional thing to do, of course, you could always um, get some of these herbs, um, you know, or spices. Um, oh, uh, Sierra said, I made myself a mimosa flower essence and I have been thriving mentally. That oh, is cool. awesome. You can come harvest as much of the mimosa tree that you want from my backyard. You are welcome to it. Actually, um, when I was reading about it, even the, uh, the bark of the tree has uh, anti-cancer properties. Well, then go get you some bark and make some tea. I know. I know. But you can, you can cook the flowers, which it's blooming right now. Um, and there's also the leaves. But um, yeah, like every part of this mimosa tree is is usable. Um, well, you should get some flowers and dry them out. 
yeah, I mean, I totally could. It's they're they're pretty. Um, they're pink um, and yellow, but they will make you sneeze in a heartbeat. Oh, you do have so, oh, she says it makes a delicious tea. <laughs> Sierra, we will have to get together and you tell me what I need to do with all this mimosa I've got and, and come get you some next time you're here. <laughs> or tell me what you want and I'll bring it to you. Um, okay, so I'm going to touch on just a few of the gemstones because there's a whole lot of those as well, you guys. Um, oh, thank you, Rajna. I appreciate that. Um, Oh, no, we are not doing just one zodiac sign. It's all the water signs that we were talking about earlier. If you rewind, you'll hear, um, we also mentioned uh, Cancer and um, what was the other one? Scorpio. Scorpio. Um, okay, so minerals and gems. Um, you know, we've got amethyst, ametrine, angelite, aquamarine, um, argonite, azurite, blue lace agate, calcite, uh, let's see, chrysocolla, dioptase, fluorite, jade, ocean jasper, jet kyanite, labradorite, lapis lazuli, laramar, which is really pretty. Laramar reminds me of the ocean, like, like a Caribbean ocean. Uh, lepidolite, lodestone, moonstone, of course, morganite, uh, gold sheen obsidian, opal, Rose quartz, uh, regular quartz, sapphire, selenite, sodalite, uh, sugalite, blue topaz, uh, blue tourmaline, actually all the tourmalines, turquoise, and blue zircon, which I've never seen blue zircon. But mostly it, you're blue stones. <laughs> Except for that animal, it's purple, but there was right. some purple associated. Right, right. So, and if you think about it, a lot of your blue stones, um, you know, they are going to help you with those emotions, mm -hmm. um, but also communication. Um, so I think it kind of makes sense. And I, you know, I think a lot of times if we are unable to communicate or communicate properly, I definitely think that can lead to a buildup of emotions. Um, and feeling like you can't fully express yourself and your emotions and what's going on within. So, um, but definitely your gemstones can help with that. Metals are copper, mercury, silver. From the sea, we have coral, mother of pearl, and pearl. Mm -hmm. Our magical friends are going to be mermaids, norns, and undies. Uh, insect is dragonfly. Mythical friends are dragons and the selkies. Um, animals are bat, beaver, cow, dog, uh, hippopotamus, horse, moose, otter, polar bear, raccoon. Um, we also have a blackbird, crane, dove, ducks, herons, uh, seagulls, stork, swan. Um, if you think about, you know, any of those birds that like to hang out in and on the water. Mm -hmm. um, reptiles would be crocodile, frog, salamander, snake, toad, dolphin, manatee. Uh, porpoise, whale. Um, okay, ritual tools, of course, are going to be your cauldron, your chalice, or a cup. Yes. Um, the angel would be Raphael. And then we have a whole list of intentions and powers that you can use um, 
in connection with that water element. But I feel like we can come back to that. Um, uh, yeah. So I've also got that the sense is, um, <clears throat> if you want to associate it to a sense, it would be taste. Um, <clears throat> natural symbols would be shells or a cup of water. Um, yeah. Uh, types of magic rules. Um, it would be like the sea, ice, snow, fog, a mirror, or a magnet. The goddesses associated with water are Aphrodite, okay. Icy, mm -hmm. Mariam, Mariamne, I don't know what those, uh, Mari, Tiamat, and Yamai, Yamaya. Uh, and the gods are Dylan, E, Mananon, Osiris, Neptune, and Poseidon. I also have Melanus in there as well and Prometheus. And then the time of day would be dusk. I think we discussed mm -hmm. that before. Um, the mu there are musical instruments associated with, with it. Um, bells and cymbals, all resonant metals, which makes sense because it does cause a ripple over the water right. uh, when you do those. Um, it also reminds me of like people that make music with the water cups. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, filling the water to different levels in the cups mm -hmm. and then making the vibrations with the rims. Yeah, um, so its basic nature is flowing, purifying, healing, soothing, and loving, which uh, though there are times when the water cannot be so loving. I mean, I'm just saying it can yes. it can get bad. Yeah, can get angry. It can get destructive. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Which I I think that we all have that part in us, though. We we can all become destructive, you know, if if pushed to a certain way, you know, overflowing. Right, know, so. right, and and we talked about that with um, the fire magic episode. How all of these elements have their good side and their bad side, right? And when we think about the bad side, maybe it's not so bad, right? Like you've got to really hold it all in um, a higher perspective and see what's really going on. But yes, right. water can be um, healing and it can also be destructive. Um, oh. So there are two sides to each element. Um, and it's, if you think about like, where are you at in relation to each element? You know, if you had to, you know, pick a, a, a line of the spectrum of, you know, going from still cool waters to, you know, the crashing destructive waves, um, like during a hurricane or a tsunami and things like that. Um, where would you place yourself? And where would you place yourself in connection to your emotions? You know, you can definitely describe your emotions um, with, with water. Uh, yeah. you know, weeping and, um, you know, the pouring out of your heart and soul, right? You're, you're, you're pouring, mm -hmm. um, you can let your emotions flow, um, all of those, those watery associations. I think a good way to look at it is <clears throat> you don't want to get stuck too close into winning any one of the, you know, elements, one element, because you know, too much air with water, you get a hurricane. You know, you have too much land, not enough water, 
you get barren land, you get a desert where nothing can grow. Um, the same way, you know, if fire and water, it can heat the water to up too much to where you're boiling, you overflow, right. you know, you get the angry, but at the same time, you know, not enough fire, you know, your fire can go completely out. So it, it's a balancing act and of, you know, incorporating just enough from each element. Right. And, and if you don't have enough of that heat. Right. And if you don't have enough of that heat, you know, then your water turns to ice. Oh, yeah. So, Which we you know, discuss later. <laughs> right, right. So there's a whole transformative um, aspect to water as well. It, it, it mm -hmm. can transform um, itself and other things. Um, so I wanted to also mention that water is also symbolic of the great mother, um, and it's associated with birth and transformation because you think about before you're born, you're, you're in that liquid and that, um, amniotic fluid held in that space and that water. Um, and when we, hopefully nine months, right, right. Um, and so when we are standing in ritual and we are inviting water into our circle when we are calling the West quarter, um, we are essentially seeking that fountain of life and the source of all things to be present and help us in our creation, our manifestation and whatever it is that we are doing in ritual. Um, so you really want to see these elements as very sacred um, when you are calling them in asking them to lend their help and their guidance and their support um, and their power um, when you're working your magic and working your ritual. Um, water is, of course, yes, it cleanses, it purifies. Um, and you have deep waters, which can represent the depth of our souls, um, the subconscious. And sometimes it's even associated with the realm of the dead. Uh, running water symbolizes, uh, uh, yeah. And then running water symbolizes the unending cascade of spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. Because again, you, you can never run out of that spiritual source. You can always refill. And that's the terminology I use, um, especially when I'm doing readings and that comes up, um, refill your cup right? Mm -hmm. Refill your energetic source because that is always running. Um, it's running just like water. It's always available to you to refresh and renew yourself. Um, and then you can think of, we associate crossing a stream um, as, you know, you can use crossing a stream in an outdoor ritual to represent that you wish to pass from the world of illusion into the higher spiritual state of being. Um, and just like you have the same effect of walking over bridge. So you can think about crossing over. Um, you know, we have phrases like it's water under the bridge um, yeah. of letting things go. Um, we've, we've overcome it. We've passed over. We've let it move through. Um, and uh, in Greek culture, morning dew was collected at sunrises and was thought to hold the magic of the moonbeam on earth. Um, and it was also used to uh, bless and be used as, as holy water, which we'll talk more about. 
And you can also use it um, in scrying mm -hmm. and so do some, some water divination, which we might talk about a little bit more uh, coming up. So I think that was um, some of the bigger points I wanted to talk about of um, magic itself, or I mean water itself. Um, oh, in Egypt, water was thought to wash away the sins of one's ancestors. Well, that kind of ties in with the most religions use looks at um, <clears throat> water as a way of anointing, cleansing. Uh, like, even if you look at most of our cleansers now, you know, it's usually a lot of it's majority water, you know, mm -hmm. with something added in. Um, but yeah, the, the water is definitely a cleanser. Societies have always built civilizations by water. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times they, uh, they said that, like, if you look at temples, um, especially in uh, Eastern religions, uh, a, a lot of times it was to encompass, encapsulate um, a certain spring or, you know, a water source that was considered sacred. So, you know, water, I mean, first off, you can't live without water. You right. can go so many days without eating, but you can, what was it? Uh, a three days most two two three days most that you can go without water. You know, it, it's essential right. to everything in life and, and your body, your, the majority of your body is made up from water. Um, so, you know, yeah. I think when you're looking at, I know there's a balance to everything, but I mean, that's one of the more essentials just for survival for life. Yes. Yes. And when we look at that whole, um, you know, going back to that thought of Egypt of water washing away the sins, and we've got that cleansing that you see um, in a lot of, like you were saying, religions from the mm -hmm. anointing to baptizing. Um, and there's even, can, there's even certain um, bodies of water in the world that are considered holy um, and, and people will bathe in them, make pilgrimages to them to get themselves cleaned. There's different well points um, throughout the world that the waters are still considered magical and healing um, and people will make their pilgrimages, pilgrimages to these, these wells um, and these springs. And um, they are there. It's, it's water is essential. It is a part of every day, everyday life. And, you know, that's also where we get the association of like taking the ritual bath yeah, to cleanse before ceremony, um, to well, cleanse you at, not only your, go ahead. I was going to say, well, you look at baptism, you know, mm -hmm. the baptism is either the sprinkling or the immersion into water which is right. in and of itself a ritual amongst Christians. Yes, exactly. And it's not just um, cleansing that physical body, but it's, it's thought to cleanse your soul and your spirit um, as well. Wash away those sins um, or negative energies, um, keep away um, negative entities and spirits. Um, mm -hmm. And even when you're doing like house cleansings and blessings, you use, 
you can use water throughout the home um, to help cleanse and clear out those negative energies. So that's that's another option, you know, if you don't have, um, you know, the option to use sage or, or smoke or incense, you can still use water. There's plenty of other options for for cleansing. Um, and a lot well, of them do, like you were saying, include, includes water. Uh, uh, taking and mixing water with salt and using those to write your sigils or protection uh, charms onto windows or certain areas of the house where maybe you don't necessarily want things to be seen. It can be incorporated into that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Actually, and I had a spell for um, making holy water. And mm -hmm. since we're on that, that's what we could talk about it because um, that's what you need. It's those two ingredients. It's water and salt. Mm -hmm. um, and you mix those two. Um, and you, it's preferred that you use like a fresh source of water. So either spring water, um, if you can get to it, um, or, you know, bottled water, tap water, use whatever water you can get. But if you can get like, water from a creek or like a fresh source um that's great to use um like my well right right and if you are you know going to be using your holy water to ingest if you're if you're wanting to charm it and use it in some way um for ingesting you know of course i would recommend making sure you have a very clean source <laughs> if you're going to be drinking the water but um, to make a general all-purpose uh, holy water, it is. It's water that you cleanse and, and bless. Um, you cleanse and bless the salt that you're adding, and you can use table salt, sea salt, um, or you can even, you know, again, if you're not drinking it, uh, use um, ocean water mm. because it already ha naturally has the water and salt mixed in together. Right. Um, so you can use holy water with it. Um, and then you take it into your ritual, you bless it, you cleanse it, and that is your holy water. Um, now, you can definitely add other things to your water and make all different types of water. So you well, can include herbs and oils or crystals um, and make different types of water. But to get your basic holy water, it is. It's water and salt and you blessing it, cleansing it. You can put it out in the sunlight. You can put it out in the full moonlight um, to charge it and, and make some holy moon water that way. Um, lots of options there. Did you want to add to that? Uh, yeah. Um, so technically, if you're adding things into the water, um, technically, then you're making an elixir at that point in time. And uh, one of the things I had found was using your crystals or stones. First, make sure that they're okay in the water. Uh, quartz, uh, I've heard, is definitely the best because, you know, depending on what you're wanting to do, you know, love, use rose quartz. You know, if you're kind of mutable and you want it to be used for, you know, many different things, you can use, you know, a clear quartz. But, um, uh, yeah, on that note, on on the note of of adding crystals to make your elixirs, please, please, please double check the safety of the crystal that you're putting in, because some crystals, number one, will dissolve and break down in water, and you'll ruin your stones. Um, and number two, 
a lot of stones are toxic when they get wet and you do not want to uh, ingest that. It, it is. It's, it, some stones are very toxic. So please, please, please do your research ahead of time. Quartz is one that is safe. Um, and like you were saying, clear quartz, which is programmable um, to whatever intention you want, is a great option. But anything in that quartz family, your rose quartz, your amethyst, things like that, those are um, typically safe to use. Yes, but please do your research. Okay, continue on. Oh, oh, but you know, when you're making your uh, elixir, water um, is, is charged by your thoughts. So you put your thoughts into the water and then you can use it for the purposes that you're wanting. Um, but then uh, on top of that, that I, I kind of feel like that goes into the, uh, you had said before about scrying. Um, I had found that um, they believed that water scrying was the earlier form to actual actual uh, crystal ball gazing. But, oh. Yeah. That's it awesome. Was the, like the precursor. So I, I thought that was neat because, I mean, how easy is it to, you know, pour water into a bowl and then do your gazing? Right. And do your scrying that way. Absolutely. And I also think that um, was probably also the precursor to like tea leaf reading. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, developing that idea of using water um, in a container for divination. Then you've got, you know, after that, you we ran into um, tea leaf reading, which I thought was an interesting note but um a really cool thing for you guys to check out talking about um water being programmed by your thoughts and your words but also sounds um check out the experiments of um uh, it's, <laughs> i'm going to totally probably slaughter this name um masaro emoto i know how to say the last name dr emoto um, if you guys are live, um, there's a, he's written many books. This particular one I pulled off my bookshelf. I have a few over there by him. Is uh, water crystal healing? It's music and images to restore your well-being um, by Dr. Emoto. And he Google this, you guys. It's E M O T O. And he did experiments with taking glasses of water. I'm going to break this down into really simple terms. I'm sure it was. A little bit more technical but essentially he took uh two glasses of water and on one he wrote um things like hate anger uh depression sadness um you know negative words and on the other and he spoke them to the water and and thought these things at the water at the other cup he wrote things like love healing um happiness joy um things like that. And he, he spoke positive words to this water and sent positive thoughts to this water. And then he froze them. And then he looked at the, uh, the, the ice crystals under a microscope and you guys, the results are incredible. Um, and then on this particular book that I pulled this one off the shelf, he played music to the water mm -hmm. and got, um, like classical, different classical music, um, and got some really cool uh, ice crystals that he, so like here's one. Um, That's pretty. Really, really, 
really beautiful different crystal shapes but the the ones that had like the negative words and this again goes back to like the power of your thoughts and your words and you think about this like we are majority water right we just said mm -hmm. that so your thoughts and your words are so 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 important they are magic your thoughts create they are the point of magic your words create they are also a point of magic and so much of your body is is water so this is what you are making you know this is just to goes to show like what's happening within your body based on the different words that you're using um and the thoughts that you're 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 putting out there um but the 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 negative ones they were they weren't even fully formed ice crystals like if you're watching the live you just saw these beautiful uh they look like snowflakes um mm -hmm. they're really really pretty the ones that had all the negative, they weren't even fully formed flakes. Um, and a lot of them had black spots on them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like they took on all of that, that negativity. And um, here's an experiment that you guys can do. Um, and I think I might try it as well. Um, you don't need much, but just two containers. Make sure they're clean. You know, um, if you can get two glass containers, same size, wash them at the same time, dry them at the same time, make them very clean. Um, and they can be small, fill them with just plain white rice, uncooked, dry white rice. And um, on a sheet of paper on one, write love and stick it in the container. On the other one, write hate, stick it in the container, close them up, let them sit. And see what look what they look like over time. Um, I've heard people doing this experiment and the one that has hate, the rice starts to turn black. Oh, wow. So power in our thoughts, power in our words, but yes, water is programmed by your thoughts and your body is majority water programmed by your thoughts as well. Um, and I think all this is really important to think about because again, it goes back to that energy mm -hmm. and that's what magic's all about. It's all about the energy oh. and the the change that you're putting out, the energy you're putting into, you know, what it is that you're wanting to create and change. Um, magic is also very scientific. It's not woo-woo as some people like to think. Um, it can be very scientific and very spiritual at the same time. Well, look at how the moon is, how water is controlled by the moon, you know? Yes. And, you know, um, when you look at that, you know, with our bodies being the majority water, you know, we're also kind of controlled by the moon. Um, you know, my first son born on a full moon, you know, any hospital you go to, you know, they're going to sit there and say, oh, it's a full moon because they're packed. All the crazies are out and it's just, you know, insane. Yes, that's very true. I was reading on a section and I cannot find it now, which is just our reading. Um, but if you think about, yeah, like how much the moon controls, um, that's tea leaves, <laughs> tea leaf reading. Um, I can't find the notes I was looking at, but it was talking about, yeah, how so much of, of our, our world, which is majority water, um, is controlled by the moon. You know, the tides are controlled by the moon. Um, and, and we are controlled by the moon as well. Like we, everybody gets a little crazy at a full moon. Um, it just tends to, to happen. Well, even at that, uh, I think is 
with a lot of people, you know, the moon goes in what, 28 day phases. Yeah. And a lot of times women's cycles go in 28 to 30 day cycles. Right. You sync up with the moon. <laughs> yeah. And monitor, monitor it by the moon. Um, okay. So a little bit more I wanted to share. Um, water is also the element of dreams, um, mm -hmm. the subconscious trance visions and clairvoyance psychic abilities uh emotions um and the psychic abilities and the and the emotions are thought to come from the moon um as well and and that's why you're we recommend and, and you're it's easier to do your divination work around a full mm -hmm. moon um Emotions are naturally linked to this element and are often described as welling up or springing forth. Um, a lot of these water signs, people that are very watery and have these water signs, they're going to be very sensitive. They can be natural empaths um, and they're ruled by their emotions. And they're really gonna be very concerned about other people and how they're feeling as well. Because not and, only and are they a lot of times but the emotions of the people can, around them. Right. And, and, and they can be, you know, being an empath and feeling other people's emotions. It's very much, have you heard the joke or have you seen the meme where, you know, um, what's your mood today? Tell us how we're going to act, you know, right. with, with, especially with Pisces, but a lot of the water signs, it can definitely be like that they're going to play off of your emotions, but because other people's emotions can become so overbearing and, and you, you really have to take a step back and kind of go and seclude yourself at times because it's hard to tell where your emotions begin and someone, you know, where yours end and someone else's begins because you can totally lose yourself. And, and there are times when I definitely feel like, I back away from things, you know, and I'll, I'll be the first to tell people, no, I've shut down. I'm not checking my email. I'm not doing, you know, a lot of these things because there's a lot of emotion, you know, going around my mom and, you know, in, you know, you, you know, when your emotions start, you know, building up and you guys are, you know, almost kind of raging at times. It's like, oh, I'll be over here. I got to leave. I got to go. <laughs> Right. Do you find that your emotions are are at a high or that you're more susceptible to picking up other people's emotions around the full moon? Oh, I haven't I haven't made that correlation yet, but that'd be interesting to to see. I'm ever since COVID, you know, it's been one of those stuck at home type of things. You know, we right. don't go out much. I think it would be interesting to see. Um Aaron said, whenever I tell someone my sun, moon, and rising, I immediately get a sympathetic look. And I'm so sorry because my sun is Pisces, moon is Scorpio, and rising is Cancer, and it's craziness. Yeah, and Aaron, um, I'm, I'm glad you chimed in because as um, sister here was talking, I was thinking about the conversation we had um, on Monday where you were asking about like going to certain areas. Um, mm -hmm. And she had talked about going to Florida and how it was difficult for her, but it's because there's so many people and being that you are all water, Aaron, you're like an empath 
on steroids. So like we're talking about being around that many people being bombarded by all that energy and all that emotion, it's just going to hit you that much harder and you have to work that much harder to put up those walls, to put up those protection, Mm -hmm. to put up those boundaries so that you're not getting bombarded by that energy. And I could see it being especially hard, uh, potentially during a full moon, but, um, Aaron, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see you and sister both, since you're both uh, water signs, like, do you take on more emotion and other people's emotions um, at the full moon versus like the new moon? Um, it would be interesting to know. Yeah, because I I am, uh, my sun sign is Pisces, but my moon sign is um, Cancer. So I, I, there's double water as well and i can't i can't remember uh i can't remember what the other one is the rising yeah i can't remember what my rising was well i'm a scorpio rising so i do have some water in there as well (laughs) but i do have a lot of fire uh with my sagittarius and um then aries moon so fun times um okay so um water signs are often the mystics the romantic lovers and dreamers uh, often they are artists therapists healers mystics musicians um, and they're very elegant and um a lot of times they can be referred to as flowy or flowing um and they prefer flowing and uh soft clothing as well I definitely have described you many times as flowing. <laughs> you just go with the flow. Oblivious at times, you know. Right, right. Um, okay, so on the flip side of this, Aaron said, yes, yeah, a constant battle, right? Uh, on the flip side of this, folks who carry too much water energy are brooders and they're moody. They can become moody and very deep. Mm-hmm. Remember those deep waters we talked about at the beginning? Um, They can become overly sensitive and become overwhelmed and drowned around other people and can also get pulled into and drowned by other people's passions and emotions, if not properly shielded. So something to keep in mind. And I think that's like what you were saying, like I do to you sometimes when my emotions get going, it's like you start to drown in whatever I have going on. And that's where you're like, nope, I got to cut off for a minute. I got to get some space and distance. You're drowning me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But a lot of times, you know, when I am that that overly passionate, fiery, you know, that little sprinkling of water that you add to me does help cool me down and calm me out. Mm-hmm. So whew, gives me that that chill. Yeah, exactly, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about learning to um, properly shield yourself. Put up those shields, put up those walls, um, and you can get um, your protection stones, right? To your obsidians, your jet, um, uh, onyx, uh, stones like that to help put up those shields and those walls so you're not taking on, yeah, the highly sensitive person um, and taking a lot of that stuff on. And also, a lot of water signs are prone to struggle with depression. True. Because of all of the water and not being able to properly release 
the water. You have to release it. You have to let it go. You have to let it out. Um, it's so funny, Erin. <laughs> right, right, Erin. True. Yeah. Like, okay, so some things that can help. Uh, this is so funny, Erin. I feel like we were just talking about water and all this, it feels like, Erin. Um, but for an immediate fix, Okay, for those watery people out there, an immediate fix is grounding and centering, which uses the earth energy to help you become still. Mm -hmm. So you're going to pull in more of that earth energy by grounding and centering and help things become still. Um, another option is sunlight therapy. So if you need more of that fire energy going outside and getting dried out. Remember, you were talking about a desert has no water. It's right. Kind of okay. Right, Aaron. I mean, we were just talking about this. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's like so funny. We were just talking about all this. Um, but yeah, like go outside, get dried out, you know, um, let some of that emotion out in that sunlight. Um, and then you can also do uh, smudging with um, sage or incense, which pulls in that air energy to help clear. And, and clear stuff out. So you can, if you, if you're drowning in the water and you've got too much water and this isn't just for water signs, this is for anybody who feels like they are drowning or they are overwhelmed or they have too much of that emotion going on. You've got too mm -hmm. much water going on. You can try any of these to bring in any of the other elements to try to balance yourself out. Um, so again, it's the grounding, it's the sunlight therapy, getting dried out, um, or doing the, the smudging, um, with sage or incense to clean and clear out your system here, um, pulling in that air element. Um, okay. I wanted to talk about that. Oh, another so on I this note. Up. I just looked it up. Yeah. So, okay. So my sun sign, I am a Pisces. Moon sign, I am a Cancer, but then my rising sign, uh, ascendant rising sign, I'm a Pisces. So you're so, all water too. Every, all, every bit of it. So you and Aaron are like on the same line there as like diving of all water. Wow. Oh, good. Aaron said, I saged this morning and meditated and it really helped. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys chatted not that long ago, too. So you guys probably clicked and vibed really well, being all your wateries. <laughs> okay, so another thing that can happen, not just for water signs, but everybody, is you can have a water block within your system. Okay. So if you are blocked, if you have a water block, that is typically, uh, you're able to tell because you're having some kind of emotion or emotional turmoil. And that is a sign that you have a block in your, your water area. Remember, we want to have like a good balance of all the elements. Mm -hmm. um, so being blocked would be an emotional turmoil. It could come, it could show itself as um, having a lot of negative emotions, sadness, anger, um, or having pent up emotions. Um, and if you have pent up emotions, you're like the equivalent of a ticking time bomb because it's only a matter of time before uh, you will erupt and spill over with all that emotion emotion and anger. Um, and these emotions typically run very, very deep. So I know that's you, definitely 
true. Uh, previous relationship, there there was no communication. There was, you know, it was a lot of the building up, you know, pinning up and just locking away all the anger until one thing would happen. And the next thing I know, I'm exploding. It's bringing up everything, hashing everything that has just, you know, I've been, I've bottled up over, you know, between the last time I had exploded. And I mean, it, it was, it was bad. There were a lot of fights. There were a lot of screaming matches and, and just verbal vomit. Um, right. the waterfall, like everything just coming and rushing out and you could not stop it. Right. Um, and my, my current husband, I think he experienced that once or twice. And I mean, but him being a cancer, you know, it was, you know, and very much family oriented. It's no, no, we're, we're going to put a stop to this right now. The, this is not going to happen again. And he actually forced me to start talking to him, actually locked, pulled us into the bed, into our bedroom, locked me in the bedroom and sat me down and said, I can see there's something wrong. You're upset over something and we're not leaving until you've told me what it was. And because I was so used to that build up and explosion, well, I didn't want to talk to him because you don't talk about your problems. Right. And I didn't know if it was that. I didn't know if it was safe to talk about the because if I do talk to him about the problems, is it going to become my fault that I've got this issue? Are we going, you know, how is it going to play out? But having that partner that really wanted to work and fix the relationship and keep the communication open, I now know I can, I've never, I haven't exploded in God knows how many years we've been together for going on, I think 14 years. I, I think past that first year, there's been no more explosions. We talk about absolutely everything. We call each other out on our stuff. But at the end of the day, we know we love each other. It comes from a place of love. And we have that open communication. So, so there's no think of a couple of things. Your husband claims to be like not magical, mystical, anything at all. He doesn't put much stock in anything magical whatsoever. Right. Um, but it makes me wonder if the water sign that he is, if the water within him was recognizing what was going on within you being a water sign. And that's what forced him to say, okay, no, we're, we're going to fix this watery situation you've got going on. Cause you are damming up your emotions mm -hmm. and that is not okay. But it just makes oh, me wonder if him being a water sign is part of what made him recognize that, um, within you. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I mean, because it, it was crazy. I'd never experienced that before. Hey, Pamela. I've, I've hey, never Pamela. experienced just he knows me. It's like well, he's inside. And I being mean, with your soulmate. Oh, yeah. I think that's just the other part of it is, is being with your soulmate. You know, and that's like we talk about and I tell people when they're searching for that soulmate, like, you know, again, don't think it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Like, no, you've got to work out your problems. If you have past stuff that you've not worked out, it's going to come up regardless of if this is your soulmate or not, it's going mm -hmm. to come up. These issues are going to be worked out and solved. Um, but that's what they're there for. Um, yeah. And like you said, at the end of the day, 
you know you're loved and it came to that point of you know you are safe to talk about those things that person right i mean and like there were there was a lot of emotional abuse emotional you know trauma that i had to deal with from my previous relationship that he helped me through and when you're saying you know um you know being with your soulmate i mean we, I think I can count on one hand the amount of fights we've, you know, actual fights, arguments that we've had that, you know, might have carried on for longer than a day or the screaming matches where you're just so upset and I don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, but, you know, aside from that, I mean, we've actually kind of gotten to the, gotten to the point where we pick on each other just to kind of start a fight just because we're we never fight. So you find right. that little something that you can just niggle a little bit and you know, the other person's doing it and you're like, it's not going to work. You can, you can stop now, you know? So going back to the water and the emotions, you don't mm -hmm. want to get to that place where you're, you're welling up and you're spilling over. Um, and you want to make sure as far as your water goes, that you're actually stopping and looking at these emotions and where they're coming from. Why are they there? Um, you know, you're going to actually find healthy ways to release this pent up water. Um, again, we talked about drying out your incense, your, um, your smudging, um, you know, but one of the, the a good way too is just to have a cry, a nice, good cry to let all that pent up water emotion out, let it out of you. Um, there is nothing wrong with that. You know, I think a lot of times people like to think that crying is not okay, especially for men. We're in a society where men are not supposed to cry. And I say that's total bullshit. Like everybody can benefit from having a good cry, especially if you have all those emotions pent up and you need to release them. So one thing you can also try is letting that good cry out, then wash your face and hands to wash and cleanse yourself of everything you've just let go of and let out and move on. And that's going to be some ways that you can heal that water blockage in that, in that element and open that that gate to, to starting to heal and get yourself more balanced in that element. I think where you say, you know, women definitely cry and you know, where men tend to not, I think ten, men tend to get more physical and I'm going to go take care of this. I'm and, and sweating rather than crying, sweating, which then, you know, you shower and oh. cleanse. Okay. But I like that. I like that, I like that too. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think that can go for some women as well. Like they'll go mm -hmm. work out rather than cry um, and release their, their pent up emotions and energy that way. And again, like you're saying, you're sweating it out. So you're still releasing that water. So very true. Very true. I never thought about it that way, but that's great to a great way to think about it too. And that's definitely another option. Hi, Melissa Ann. Um, but at the end of the day, if you, still have tried everything and you still are struggling with emotions or depression, please, please, please go find a therapist to talk to um, and see if that doesn't finally help you break through um, and, and let out all that water emotions so that you can get more balanced in your elements. Mm -hmm. 
So that is the final note on the water blocks. Okay, so a little uh, water magic. I know we talked about um, holy water and mm -hmm. we talked about um, elixirs. Um, I do have a little bit more to add to um, the elixirs. Um, you can make, and I, I think I put this in the group too before you guys. Uh, so we talked about crystal water for cleansing. Um, and if you're making your crystal water elixirs, you might not want to add the salt because right. sometimes the salt doesn't work well with the crystals. Again, do your research on the crystals. Um, you can make fire water. So um, it's used to turn negativity away or to bring love and creativity. So you use a taper candle of any color of your choice and you bless it and power it by the sun. And then when it's burning, you're going to douse the candle in the water. Um, and that, and you're making fire water that way. Mm. Um, and you can use, um, you can in, use the invoking fire pentagram when you light the candle saying spirits of fire work my will by my desire. And then you put the candle in the water and you can make fire water. Again, that's used to turn negativity away or to bring in love and creativity. You can make Florida water, which I think is a very popular one. Yeah. And you see that um, a lot of places. Yeah. Um, you can get a lot of places or you can make your own. So here's a quick little recipe. Um, half gallon of 90 proof alcohol, one ounce of lavender, one ounce of bergamot, one dram of lemon, one dram of clove, one gallon of water. And you can use Florida water to cleanse your home, business, magical tools, candles. Um, but yeah, it can definitely be purchased at places as well. Um, it's used for a lot of things, uh, prosperity, success, uh, cleansing. Um, and you had mentioned when cleansing your home, you can cleanse your um, doors, your windows. Um, you can also use your holy water, not just for water, but your holy water, um, to draw pentagrams on your windows um, and on your mirrors as well. Don't forget to cleanse your mirrors as well. Um, yeah, you can also do a wash, like wash your, your doorways when you're doing your cleansing. Um, especially if you want to invite prosperity in, you, you can use your floor water. Um, you can make love water. So you can use that in love spells and in uh, glamouries. So if you're doing like any kind of glamoury magic or beauty magic, um, you add rose water or live rose petals. Uh, if you use the rose petals, allow the water and the petals to sit for one hour before straining and bottling. And that is your love water. Uh, you can make prosperity water. So, and that's used for creating prosperity abundance in the home or workplace. And you add three cups of juice, a fresh squeezed orange, or one cup of water. You can also add a dash of cinnamon. And that is prosperity water. And then the final one I have here is underwater. I think it's fun. Um, leave water outside in a thunder and lightning storm. Uh, during the empowerment process of your recipe. And thunder water can be used to warm up the baddest of the bad. Candles can also be empowered in this way for a variety of purposes. Um, so uh, 
that something you can do um, makes them thunder water. Um, you can also thunder water to any spell or ritual involving sports or action or to ward off aggression. So, fun times. That would be a, a good one to make with the thunder water. Oh, and on this note, I know we recently touched on um, weather magic. So, uh, we have an experience to share with weather magic. So, we're going to share this weekend. I think he froze. Okay, oh, freeze. Uh, just oh, I couldn't hear it. I couldn't understand the last part. Oh, did you want to share about the weather magic that you did this past weekend for our event? Oh, the weather magic. <laughs> oh well, I mean, it started off. It was I think it's supposed to be in the high eighties, and that didn't make me happy. So, um, I got it off by a day though. I, I was off by a day because. It started, um, I got it down to where it said it was supposed to be 82 uh, on Saturday, but really it was Sunday, which was the better day. Um, so where it was supposed to be like mid high 80s this last weekend, it was actually a really nice weekend. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, no rain. Um, so I was happy. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, my Wi-Fi is actually, you guys, I actually bit the bullet and I got higher and better Wi-Fi and it's still having problems. So I'm going to have to uh, invest in a, um, another Wi-Fi extender. I already have one. Apparently it's not doing a good enough job. Okay, so I think that's it. Um, one last thing I want to talk about that I mentioned was uh, coaching wells. So the practice of throwing coins or other valuables into a fountain or pool of water dates back to early Celtic beliefs. And a lot of people, you know, can uh, think about throwing coins into wishing wells mm -hmm. um, and making that wish for success, abundance, prosperity, or whatever your wishing may be. Um, but that is wishing water magic. Um, and one thing that you can do um, instead of, uh, throwing things into a body of water because sometimes like coins and stuff aren't so good to do. Um, you can empower a pebble and throw it into the water uh, or you can get a leaf and charge the leaf with your wish and send it down the stream. Okay. So another uh, little thing. But wishing well, the concept of, of wishing on water is very old. Um, and powerful, I think. Oh, I think that's it. That's all I have. Did you have anything else? Um, well, no. Um, I would tell people to check out the freezer spell because that does incorporate water and turning water into ice. Um, and But there is a video on that and how to do that. So given your Wi-Fi situation, it is probably a good idea that we call this podcast to a close. Yes. Sorry, you guys. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate it. Um, 
Be sure to check us out on the website, thewitchsource.com. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Join the Facebook group, The Witch Source Society. And don't forget the freezer spell she's talking about, which works wonderfully. Um, you can check out all the comments for yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Go to our spells playlist and on our YouTube channel, and you'll see it. It's the freezer spell. Um, we get some pretty good reviews on it. So um, I think that's it. Oh, um, please leave us a positive review uh, on Facebook, uh, on the podcast, wherever you're listening. And please like, share with your friends and give us a follow. We do appreciate it. All right. And with that, we will see you guys later. Bye. Until next time. Stay magical.